Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in the canon canon. My little turd balls. Welcome to the canon canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And my name is Frank Garcia. Stargrow, 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 Hell. And if you ain't dancing, then you ain't alive, baby, because I couldn't stop dancing the minute Frank starts singing, Stargrow, Stargrow, Stargrow. Man, <laughs> you people. Just jumping, leaping in the air, Jeff. <laughs> oh, it is so nice to watch the beginning of an IP. That's definitely going to work. <laughs> so, people, this is the Canon Canon. We are the podcast where people, we talk about Canon films and all of their amazing output. And sometimes we also do, could have been a Canon episode. That is right. We do episodes that are movies that could have, should have, maybe even sometimes would have been a Canon. Mm-hmm. And today is definitely no exception. Uh this is, uh, I, I texted Frank at one point as I was watching it, just letting him know that this might be the most could have been a canon of all of the canons that are canons time, that we did. Like, every time I think like, okay, yeah, we found it, but this one really, truly could have oh, been a canon. Truly. And, and, and. Even more so because people, if you don't know, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon, where one of the benefits, if you are a, a certain level of member, if you are a greatest for six months, you can pick what could have been a Canon we are watching. And that is what this is. Uh, it, we had a little bit of a delay on getting mm. to it because we just had so many themes. We had life happening here so much life happening oh my god i mean truly so much life too much life happening Uh, it is just life people i mean can you can you stop it life (laughs) but uh so yeah so this is a uh movie that was picked for us by our uh patreon member uh joshua richardson aka king yam uh and he has been uh, a loyal patreon member for a little while I uh, also want to throw out, before we uh, kind of get into this, uh, trying to find my my billion tabs that I have open here, uh, we also want to give shout out to some other new Patreon members. Ooh. Uh, ooh, newest Patreon members. So, I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Joe DeSano. Thank you so much. Uh, for Thank being you, in Joe. the Bronson Bunch. And... Uh, Thanks, boyo. Oh, boyo. And then Daniel Levitt. Thank you uh, yeah. for joining in the greatest. Uh, Daniel, you'll be picking a movie at some point for us, uh, much like today's movie. Uh, so thank you uh, for joining the Patreon. Of course, go to patreon.com slash the Canon Canon, where we have not only that you can pick these movies for us. Sometimes you have, we have so many benefits we end up throwing up in there. We just had Carpentober that we just went through. Mm-hmm. Had some uh, bonus 
Garlock soundtrack videos there. We had uh, a Christine commentary that is only for the Patreon members. Uh, uh, Early access. Early access. Currently, look, uh, whenever you listen to this, uh, uh, we either just ended or we're (laughs) in, but uh, doing our uh, Canon Canon commentary cornucopia for November. Uh, uh, And also people uh, in our Patreon, they know... Uh, about what we're going to probably be doing for December, too. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for December already. Yeah. Uh, But they already have an early access to the Canon Canon Commentary Cornucopia episode, one of the episodes already. Uh, But, uh, again, one of those benefits is uh, Joshua Richardson, a.k.a. King Yam, picked for us uh, a movie. And so he picked for us uh, 1986. Mm-hmm. A banner year. A banner year for trying to start a new IP. That's what I was talking about before. Is oh, this yeah. is a movie that they thought might become something more than a one-off movie. This is, of course, the, uh, as he uh, uh, describes it, the seminal James Bond Jr. attempt, Never Too Young to Die. Uh, it is uh, a wild film. Um, mm. I had. Do you hear that song in the background? No. What is it? Is that... It's it's a very I said this before in the podcast. If you hear anything that sounds like hammering, sawing, uh, any kind of construction work, it's because it's annoying construction work that they start at seven o'clock every single oh, morning. Perfect. Right next door, they're building an apartment complex that's going to go on for a while. Fantastic! Can't wait to always hear that. But maybe it's just people building new movie franchises that there we could go. watch. That's the way to look at it. Well, Jeff, I mean, not to skip ahead here, but we're talking about 1986, and I'm just going to read off the top 10 movies Please. real quick, because speaking of IP and franchises, buddy, the top 10 is packed with them. Mm. Listen to this. Top Gun, Crocodile Dundee, The Karate Kid Part 2, Back to School, Aliens, The Color Purple, Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home, Ruthless People, and Out of Africa. And we know, like, we're living in 2022. There have been eight Out of Africa sequels. There have been four Ruthless People sequels. There have been, uh, what, five Back to School? At least. And none of the others, though, have sequels or anything. They, it's they insane. Totally no, yeah. the, the 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 back to school where uh, uh, they go to space is wild. Uh, yeah, where uh, it's got Jackie Gleason instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jackie Gleason. He keeps going. Hey, you're melon. Uh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I look between you and me. My kid loves the voice of uh, the main character in Out of Africa uh, in the new oh, version. Yeah. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. Um, I think it's good that they went animated for one of the sequels. Oh God. Yeah. That's where it really became a film. If you ask mm-hmm. me. Uh, so yeah, we're watching never too young to die. Uh, this is, uh, I want to read a little something, uh, from Joshua, uh, about it. this movie. So my pick for the could have been a canon is the seminal James Bond jr. Attempt never too young to die. It's a clear run at establishing a new franchise that features the least popular Bond, Freddy Krueger, <laughs> Princess Protégé, the star of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, and Uncle Jesse. This stellar cast would be a home run on its own, but in an amazingly insane script, and Gene Simmons' turn as an intersex terrorist slash nightclub chanteuse elevates it to cult classic status. Enjoy! 
And Lord have mercy. Wow. <laughs> to quote Uncle Jesse. You got it, dude. Uh, to, <laughs> <laughs> to quote the Ulsa twins. I mean. Cut it out. Oh, to quote <laughs> Joey Gladstone. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. To quote Danny Tanner. Uh, so. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I want to say, first off, thank you, Joshua, for picking this because this is one. That I, I mean, as I was watching it, I was like, <laughs> maybe I recognize it, but I was like, how did this miss my radar completely, dude? I, I had when you told me this is what we were watching, I was like, wait a minute, uh huh. I had seen this multiple times on UHF uh, channels growing up, but I only, for some reason, it only. I I would only see it at the end, right? Like after, uh, like Gene Simmons was defeated. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I only caught the end of this movie on UHF growing up. But I I was like, oh yeah, because that's Uncle Jesse. Yeah, it's. I don't. I. It seems like I should have caught it on some UHF channels growing up. But how do you even show? Now that I I think about, it, I'm like, how did you even edit around? This movie. Right. Because there's no way in the 80s, which is incredibly, I mean, we are, within the movie, it's already problematic, but, like, if they want to edit out and they don't want to, like, show any kind of queerness, really, on TV. Right. You know? Right. Which is such an, uh, so, it's also, I'll say, what was confusing about it, and and I wasn't alone in this confusion, because I mentioned this to... Uh, friend of the pod, Jason Gore, before we were recording, because he was asking what movie we were uh, covering, and he kind of filled in. He goes, wait, you mean the movie with Richard Grieco in it? <laughs> and the, yes, you could imagine Richard Grieco in this, but I realized that yeah. he was merging it with If Looks Could Kill. Right. Which seems like which it's kind of like do. close-ish yeah. to the same-ish plot, kind of. And A bit. Like it's CIA instead of Secret Service, maybe. But I only vaguely remember if looks could kill, except for the poster. I very much remember. Uh-huh. And, and going with this, I did recognize the box and the poster, like when I started looking at it. But yeah, like it's if I did see it, I didn't remember it. And as soon as it started, I was just like, whoa. There's a lot going on in this fucking movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and it is also odd you mentioned, because, yeah, like, right away, like, uh, one of the big, uh, uh, if this had a uh, 80s problematic warning, uh, just to, like, come out of the gate with it, is that, so Gene Simmons is the villain in it. Uh, and that's your warning. Um, no, but uh, Gene Simmons is the is the villain, but he plays a uh, a intersex villain. Yeah, and we're using the the now preferred nomenclature, not the ill preferred nomenclature of back in the day. Yeah, but it also, as far as I could tell, my my limited research because there wasn't a lot that I was fine. Like, not, like there was like, I guess a fair amount of fact, but like not a huge amount. It's not like this is a movie that's been covered a lot. I think it was a pretty late in the day addition to the script as a concept. Yeah. 
So well, it's like it that's what yeah the research says yeah seems to have not even really be an important part and I would actually uh give it that because you kind of like semi forget it's part of the thing yeah because it's also not really part of the thing it kind of doesn't matter it's like it's an it's a it is a, and I would say actually gives it one of the canon aspects. Uh, uh, it is very hat on a hat, yeah. on a hat because you like. There's... It's a cat in a hat hat. Yep. On top of a alien hat. Yep. On top of a pot that is made to look like a hat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and more. Because you don't. It's not. It's not completely relevant to the plot. Uh, yeah. Or really anything. And when it and when they reference the just that trait about the character you're just like okay i don't I, until the end to the end it's almost like they for, they realized they yeah. had no like reference to the fact that he was an intersex villain quote unquote like so it's just like okay so it's a so weirdly it also like because of the late addition of it to the script you can almost see it as like it, it both could fit into the argument of that problem that happens in 80s movies of, you know, someone who is uh, intersex or transgender transgender will be evil, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, just queerness in general was yeah. like part of villain like that. They, they were the weird ones. They were the others there. I mean, this like Mad Max-ish kind of... Um, Mad like Max mutant, meets Street Mutants, Rocky like, Horror yeah. Picture Show. Yeah, and it's like, but Rocky Horror was more celebrating that. Well, but I think they were go. I think they thought they were Maybe. doing Doctor Frankenfurter, kind of. But if Doctor Frankenfurter was a glam musician, but a glam heavy metal musician, barely. But yeah, <laughs> right. Because yeah, that, that's the other part. I wonder we'll if get that into was a Gene is, Simmons edition though like where he's like you know it'd be great you'll be fun <laughs> just have a fun time with it just have a fun time yeah I, it is unclear uh it's odd uh and it 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 somewhat mars a pretty wild performance from gene simmons because you can't if you if you want to say anything about this movie one thing you can't say is that he's not going for it because he is he's going committing for it. and he's having the time of his life and i i it's so funny where there were some things that say that gene simmons says oh yeah i sucked in that movie i was like no man like yeah you were committing really hard now if you were phoning it in i'd be like but you feel like it feels like you're invested in this you're Having the time of your life. The movie might not have turned out how he imagined, but you can't say right. that you sucked it. Like he definitely is. Like yeah, he's he's taking that character and making it his own. Yeah. And and I I got also confused in the research if it was only Stamos or Stamos and Gene that have now, at least in one interview, like started to be like maybe we should turn this into a cult classic, like uh because like John Stamos especially is just like that movie is one of those so bad it's good movies. Like, I think he tried to kind of denounce it for a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they kind of, like, there's, like, a little bit of, like, because I think it's harder to get, too. It's out there on Tubi. 
Um, uh, yeah. But I, I think there's a, there, there's been at least some inklings of like, oh, maybe we could. I'm sure seeing like that so many movies come out on like DVD or Blu-ray and are like now celebrated cult classics, it's yeah. like that they could make it a cult classic. I mean, if Gene Simmons is finding a way to make money on something, he'll find a way to make fucking money. On yeah, something. but they got so many kiss like kiss is just ridiculous with their uh, anything you can think of that could be kiss merchandise is. Metallica's right. turned out that way. Yeah, uh, pumpkins in it almost. They're they're getting there. You're telling like, me we couldn't Ragnar the shit out of this <laughs> Ragnar <laughs> I coffins. Mean, I, I, I oh man, I I think that uh, I think it was Stamos who was the one who was like maybe it was Stamos. Like yeah, he's like oh yeah, it's just a midnight movie fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, but it is uh, it's a wild movie. Uh, yeah, and. And it's also just like, you know, it, 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 the, the people, you know, we've got Stamos in the lead. We've got Vanity as the love interest. Which uh, I'm, yeah, I didn't know, but then I was like, oh, I love Vanity. And it's really tragic what happened to her. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, uh, Robert Englund. Showing mm-hmm. up towards the end, uh, surprisingly. And I didn't, for some reason, didn't click in my brain that that was George Lazenby as his dad. Dude. I mean, at the beginning when I saw that, because um, my wife watched this with me, or parts of it. Uh-huh. Because she was like, oh, this is going to be good. And she uh, was enjoying it. Uh, yeah. But she was like, immediately when she saw his name... She was like, like the Bond guy? And I was like, I think so. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I see what they're doing here. And then she was the one who pointed out that Gene Simmons, not to move ahead, but Gene Simmons basically did Chuck Norris cosplay as the the undercover guy, the the double agent or the, <laughs> what's, what was his name? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll find it in my notes. Can I well, want to... Just a tr- full yeah. transparency here. We watched this movie over a week ago, and we kept yeah, having yes. to reschedule because of shit. So what did we like... say, people? Life. Uh, Life. So, yeah, I definitely... It, it, like, the, the haziness is there a little bit, just uh, but not also, you know, partly because of time, but also because it is a wild movie, and you're, like, a little bit like, what did I just watch? Uh yeah, I if I I I wish I had remembered uh uh what Joshua had let us know like when he said uh uh the least popular bond cuz I just wasn't <laughs> clicking and then that would have made me be like right right they're trying to do bond moves. Yeah. And and it also was make me real and I'm saying that like cuz I'm pretty sure we've talked about this like your wife knows bond more than you do. Yeah, and more definitely more than I do, um, and it I don't know. Watching this, I was like, right, there is some magic to Bond that even as like I'm not saying in a negative way, but not being like a big fan, like just because I just haven't really watched it, it's like it's hard to exactly replicate the Bond thing, and I don't even yeah. know exactly sometimes what the Bond thing is. Slash, what is the thing missing? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it's not how. Look, Stamos is cool and all, but like he's yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's so young, though. He's not like fully <laughs> Stamos yet. <laughs> no, he really isn't. Which also makes it awkward when he's you know 
boating vanity. We'll get that <laughs> later. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just think if I if I had recognized it was Lazenby, I would have been oh right, that's what they're kind of going for. It just wasn't clicking. I guess what I wanted to say too before is in because we'll probably be jumping around with this one. I'll remember his name later. Are we? So yeah, Simmons plays Kragnar or what? No, Rag Rag Ragnar. <laughs> Ragnar. Ragoon. So <laughs> he plays Rag. This is what I want to clear up right away because I was getting confused watching it, and maybe you understood. You're sometimes better at like these kind of fucking <laughs> plot things and picking up on details, and I just get these way too esoteric thought processes about shit. So do twofold do people know in this world do you think that ragnar and whatever his full name is where their full name is when they are uh performing are the same person no i think that people don't know about the nefarious uh, side, or maybe they do. I that I wasn't clear on. Okay, because yeah, because like halfway th- or like a quarter of the way through, Gene Sim- Ragnar becomes also that is like a cabaret singer, kind of like it's one of those like what is the other club we saw in a movie where it's unclear what the rules of that club are, like if it's a concert hall or if it's a dance hall. Uh, I almost it's want to say it was like, like dangerously close or something. One of those like where it's a or, blown out factory. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like it's, the meatpacking district when they would yeah. turn it into clubs in yeah, New York, the cooler and shit. It yeah. just it has a little bit of that like Lombada feel too. Maybe it was Lombada yeah. or the Forbidden Dance. We're like, wait, is this artist huge? Or not huge. <laughs> also, you couldn't even read the sign. I was like, what does that say? It's like a metal band, like where you're right. like death metal band, where you're like, I yeah. can't read what this says. I, yeah, why did it have like a Norwegian black metal like <laughs> uh, logo? So we're unclear about that, and maybe we'll piece that together. But also, I know they don't know that Ragnar is in disguise as a secret agent. Are we supposed to know? <laughs> because I mean, it does it, look weird. Well, because it, it looks like Gene Simmons with a Chuck Norris wig and beard on. Yeah. Like from the minute, from the minute that guy basically craps out on George Lazenby at the beginning, <laughs> and then is embroiled as like the second in command of the mission. Uh. Are in there basically you're watching it being like, yeah, that's Gene Simmons wearing a wig. Are we supposed to know as the that's one of those like we've talked about in a different way, but like when it's like information the audience knows that the people in the 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 movie aren't supposed to know. Is that yeah. what that's supposed to be? Or are we supposed to truly be confused and think that's a new actor? I <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So that leads to some confusion because Gene Simmons is playing three people and it's unclear their relationships and where they <laughs> subsist in the world. Do you um, think they did that like Nutty Professor thing or Back to the Future 2 thing where in the trailer it's like, and starring Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, and Gene Simmons. And introducing Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. <laughs> God, I will I say this so. also, speaking of Kiss, 
that Stargrow song does sound a little bit like Shout It Out by Kiss. It shout does. It, shout <laughs> it, shout it. I got confused, I guess, in the research, too, because we were talking back and forth that, like, you know, again, that it states something about the movie that you have Vanity and Gene Simmons, but possibly they didn't contribute music to it. Yeah. But that's Gene's voice, though, right? And and maybe yes. there was maybe one IMDb fact that I'm not remembering exactly that he started using a part of it on one small tour on the show, but then yes. maybe he realized it was a garbage movie that he wasn't going to be able to make a living off of. He stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. But it is very telling because that song is catchy, but also like, yeah, the songs are semi-insane in it. Like, they're not yeah. great. Like they, no, and they're shocking when they happen. But and you're like, you have vanity. You have Gene right. Simmons from Kiss. Like, what are you doing? Right. Have them do this. I want to hear a vanity uh, Gene Simmons song. That's the filthiest thing ever. Right. I guess that's the thing. Cause it's like, I think one thing that all like there are many things that's like this is a confusing tone movie. That's why it's very could have been a canon. And I would say even the 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 poster or the graphic they use for it when you watch it on streaming is like they're trying another angle because it looked like it was trying to suggest you're going to watch like a To Live and Die in L.A. style movie. Yeah. And it's certainly not that, but like it, it's a completely different tone than the actual poster. But like just the way the font and the colors, I was just like, well, this isn't going to be like a hard nosed, like crime movie of the seedy underbelly of LA. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it is a seedy underbelly of somewhere, quote unquote, like wherever they are. I'm not positive exact. Maybe it was LA. Was this an L.A. movie or was uh, it anywhere I don't know. USA? I thought it was Detroit for some reason. Oh, you're right. It might have been Detroit. I mean, wherever it is, they have a giant Or am I thinking of, of another movie I just No, I think watched. this one was Detroit, wasn't it? Or are you thinking of Barbarian? Oh, that's that what halfway I was through, of. I was like, I was oh, I guess Barbarian. it's Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, no, but I don't know where it was supposed to be because I'm literally I'm looking at my first note and it just was L.A. or <laughs> Vegas because they're in a dam. And I was like, wait, are th- is this Thunderdome metal punk enclave in the Hoover Dam? <laughs> it's like proto cyberpunk a little bit. But that's the other part, though, too. It's like they don't go for it enough. No, it just feels like it's totally separate from the world. Right. Where you're like, why does this exist? Is like, right. like gutter punk, like mutant type of right uh, degenerates that that follow like this cult. Like I don't, I don't because most how of does them this are exist like in our world. It's right. like an underbelly, right? Because most of them do look like gutter punks who don't completely want to commit to gutter punk like liberty spike punks who don't completely want to commit and then they'll just be randomly like oh and this guy's from thunderdome this yeah. guy's eight feet tall and wears a skull as a belt buckle <laughs> right yeah that's a thing it's like what is he like mutated from some kind of weird chemical spill which would make sense because the basic plot is ragnar is apparently some sort of supervillain along the lines of like a bond. We're not sure if he's been supervillaining before, but seemingly enough that this this kind of 007 
Her Majesty's Secret Service style, but for America group, is trying to take him down. So we would imagine there's been other adventures that George Lazenby has stopped, but this current one is that he wants to... They... Sorry, I'm going always by Gene Simmons. It's hard to, like, picture. But Gene Simmons' character wants to dump nuclear waste into water to (laughs) poison the water supply for money. Yes. And he needs a disc, a Ram K disc, which sounds like if I was trying to come up with something about computers. It's it's like a 3M (laughs) floppy disc. It's top of the line. Grocery store. Yeah, Yeah, this is like, yeah, it's like this ain't Apple II C floppy. This is like you're you're getting a you're getting an Apple II GS floppy here. This is Mm -hmm. top of the line, people. Um, And so yeah, that like I guess Lazenby. Well, now I'm as I'm even saying this. So like, basically, John Stamos is uh, Lazenby's kid. Yes, and he's at college. Or private no. high school? I thought he was in college because he was in a dorm. Right. But when I was reading stuff about like reviews and stuff, people kept mentioning he was in high school. So I guess it's a private school. Okay. And his roommate is uh, an 80s stereotype. stereotype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not so much. I mean, I will say this. At least they didn't make him do the accent. So Yes. Uh, but he's basically like he's the like Asian roommate who's good at science computer slash he's his cue uh right i guess gonna be the if they were establishing the franchise um i think that's the other part is like uh, it while you're watching you read when you realize that this is supposed to be like updated bond you're like well what part of current culture are you trying to embrace because it's not yeah i mean i guess it's like punk subculture but also already feels slightly out of date with where punk is at the time in my brain oh yeah uh, computers are important, I guess, and I, uh, you know, but we, when was, uh, uh, never say never again. Do we remember the year for that? That was 80. I can't remember. We right around the same time, it? right? Yeah. About the same time. So those computer well, already a, a bond offshoot has already done computers in a better way <laughs> than we're doing computers here. Um. Uh. 1983. So three okay, years before so this. Years before this, they did it better computer wise. Because <laughs> again, I'm just like trying to list through like what were they doing to update it? Like you know, besides it being Stamos. Uh. But yeah. So Stamos is a, a. Oh, and also by the way, I I did notice like, is the updating that this version of Q also swears a surprising amount? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh, he's just constantly yeah. just like this fucking computer. <laughs> yeah. But so and sta- this one carries a blowtorch. <laughs> oh, he invents a, a fire rocket? A fire gun? Yeah, it's, it looks like the effects from um, Firestarter yes. with a fireball that goes on a string yes. or something. It does. So, uh, yeah, because he's constantly pooping out fireballs <laughs> that don't work. Um, uh, so the idea is John Stamos, is he's got an estranged father, or the father's just never around. Uh, he thinks he just works as a businessman. So instead, he f- he he channels his anger into being a gymnast and just being yep. one good goddamn gymnast. And uh, he actually learned gymnastics for this. Crazy. Um, How do you learn gymnastics? That's not something like riding yeah, a horse or something. Yeah, you, you gotta like really pick up. 
pick on it for a couple of years, like Trey, like but yeah, lifetime sometimes. Well, because it's also interesting because they don't really use gymnastics that much as a thing. (laughs) It somehow is supposed to translate that. Of course, then that means he's good at fighting, like because you know what I mean. Spry, yeah. He's ag- He's he's got he's the, the leaper. He has the laziest uh, uh, Marvel superhero attribute when they're like they have heightened agility, and you're like, but how right. how heightened? Like like just. Uh, <laughs> and, how does that help with a punch now? Ex- well, that is the thing. You're constantly like, all right, but still, where did you learn to fight? Like your dad wasn't around, didn't teach you how to right. do these things. This uh, young man is lean. Watch out. It's not genetic to become a super agent. Like, that's just not a fact. Um, uh, And so, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's basically uh, he's pissed his dad isn't coming to his gym, his gym trial. Uh, uh, His his friend uh, is there. Uh, But we find out it's because, oh, his dad is actually trying to destroy Ragnar. He's doing a. That's right. A terrible secret mission. He seems like a very ineffectual uh, super agent. Yep. Uh, doesn't seem great at his job. Seems to be not able to see when someone's wearing a terrible Chuck Norris molasses <laughs> two by four disguise because he's right his next to His beard was literally falling off and he's just yes. like, come this way. <laughs> oh, my he also, God. It's, he has an E.T. connection with his son. He's that when he dies, it affects his son's performance at the meet. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. At the trial. At the yeah, the gymnast trial. Uh uh So they also I'm wondering if there are plot things that were cut out of this. Like just like that like uh, just like even like cuz it I guess it jumps right into it and there's this like traitor punkette uh who's getting like tortured for because she stole the disc who Mm -hmm. end up i looked up it's tara buckman who is in cannibal run and also silent night deadly night uh but she's like one of the sexy drivers who's paired up with uh adrian barbeau like they're basically just like always like here's our breasts this is how we get out of this (laughs) you know speed trap and as a child and as a child i was always like Um, uh, but yeah, I, 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 it, it, it feels like it kind of, I, like, I was wondering if there was more, more to that. Uh, uh, I will say we, we have to say for the, the, the people who were involved in this movie. Um, so it was directed by Gil Bettman, uh, and, uh, Gil Bettman is mostly known for being like producer. Did he direct on these as well? Uh, on a lot of, well, he yeah he directed one episode, but he's a producer on Night Rider, mm-hmm. Fall Guy, Auto Man, which was that early <laughs> oh, like wow. fucking superhero show. That was Desi Arnaz Jr. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. B J and the Bear. Speaking of seventies uh, uh, road movies, uh, and also most importantly for us. Uh, Sammy Hagar's Gift to Live music video. 
Oh, Jeff, why didn't Sour you lead with that? I know. And the documentary about the Wabatini's, The Long Road to Cabo. <laughs> wow. That's the one I'm Wabo. most excited about. And so he, and then in between, he directed this movie. And then Stephen Paul and uh, did the story. And so Stephen Paul is a producer for like a billion things. But uh, the biggest thing that feels related to us is uh, the Baby Geniuses uh, franchise. Oh, that is related to us. We love those films. Uh, it's mostly because uh, uh, if you've ever seen the cover of the first Baby Geniuses movie, <laughs> the baby looks a little bit like a baby Jeff Garlock. Yeah. To the point where there was a video store in college that we once... Everyone was like making fun of me as we were walking down the street in Austin. And everyone was like, we got to go into a video store and point this out. And immediately we went in, they found the box. Everyone started laughing. And the video (laughs) store was like, the the guy running the video store was like, what are you guys laughing about? And then he all of a sudden noticed the box and he just pointed at me and he goes, (laughs) he looks like the baby. And I was like, God damn it. Let's get the fuck out of here. And he asked you to autograph it. Yes. And it's still there. But another one that maybe you would recognize is slapstick of another kind, which was a, if you saw the bot, like look up the box right now as it has, it it was written by Kurt Vonnegut Jr. It's the movie version of slapstick, his book. Stephen Paul did it, but stars Jerry Lewis Madeline Kahn and Marty Feldman. Oh my God, yes. dude. Yes. No, this, this, uh, oh my God. This, <laughs> fuck, Jeff, you just fucked me up because no, this video, I, this was one of the UHF or the uh, VHF covers that would fuck me up at same, the video store. Same. And the, I would, I would, I hated it so much. And then the back of it too was really freaky, if I remember right. Um, There's something super nauseating about it. It's so nauseating. It's so so nauseous. Yeah, the their heads and the way that they, and ugh. the fact that it's a Vonnegut book freaks me out because, like, uh, you know, Vonnegut's a great writer, one of my favorite writers. But, uh, uh, really, that 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 was the one that really hit me hard. Like that, I hated that VHS box. I knew where it was in the store. I would try to kind of avoid it, and I don't know why it fucked both of us up so much. It's just so, yeah, it's There's so something weird. nauseating so, about it's it. It's very nauseating. <laughs> I don't know if you can, uh, hold on, let's see if I can maybe uh, oh. just frame from it. Well, there you go. Their heads are so disgusting, <laughs> the, the prosthetics. Got, yeah, it they looks like, like almost like this island Earth. I wonder, oh my gosh. Okay, looking at these pictures, oh boy, I hope it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it's so this has got some some people behind this movie. I mean, this is we're talking slapstick of the other kind in a in a Wabatini's fucking documentary, <laughs> which was made to do a rock version of Bond. Uh, I yeah. mean, that's just that's just that's just made for it. Um, now, Jeff, yeah. I'm like all thrown off. Ah, that's what I like. I'm like, I want to. Oh wait, let me read the 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 thing real Please. quick. Um. It says, it's a 1984 American comic science fiction film starring Jerry Lewis, Madeline Kahn, and Marty Feldman. It was filmed in 1982 and released in March 1984 <laughs> uh, oh wait, uh, by S. S. Paul Company and Serendipity Entertainment. Uh, oh, which is the same company for this, I think. Paul Company or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
the People's Republic of China is severing relations with all other nations. They have masterminded the art of miniaturization and have shrunk all their people to the height of two inches. The ambassador of China, Afong, announces during a press conference that the key to all knowledge can find be found from twins. What? Uh, oh, my that God. That sounds like a complicated Vonnegut plot that has gotten morphed <laughs> quite <Yeah>. possibly <laughs> oh this is where that's this is what i thought yeah looking at the pictures and i'm like oh which is so fucked up that he does jerry's kids maybe he did it because of because it says they have large heads and appear to be mentally challenged oh boy yeah <laughs> and then yeah. Jerry, and then he had a great idea after doing this movie <laughs> Wowzers. Yeah. But they're actually geniuses who can solve the world's problems. Maybe that was his whole sure. that justification was his... for it being like, well, see, it's not so bad because <laughs> <laughs> you got other things. <laughs> That's what I was saying when I read the script. <laughs> That's a bad Jerry Lewis. I love it, though. I love it. But yeah, so this this movie has some uh, some credentials behind it, some slapstick of another kind credentials to come <laughs> up with the name Stargrove and the concept of Gene Simmons killing you with his finger. Yeah, it's just a weird move. He just has a finger with maybe a poison fingernail, or it's just strong enough to puncture your sharp, jugular. Jeff. That's all it is. <laughs> he just has a no, sharp nail. Um, <laughs> yeah, it and so yeah, it, it's got everyone in it. Uh, the budget was three million, by the way. Okay. Do we know how much it made? No, no. I I think that's that one's hidden. Uh, Stargrove flying like you've never flown. This yep. great song. <laughs> um, I've never flown like this before, Jeff. <laughs> uh, we show that uh, Stargrove has this uh, relationship with his Q. He's cheating. On his exam with his Seiko. With his Seiko. <laughs> yeah. Still see, those, Sick Seiko. That's got to just still be a complicated way to cheat. Like, that is some 86 <laughs> cheating right there, where it's like he's literally sitting outside with all of the books, and it's just sitting there like, oh, boy, okay, I got to find the quadratic equation. Um, also, did you do any, uh, not that you needed to, but... Did you do any like Discogs deep dives on any of these bands, such as Major Catastrophe, who does a bunch of the songs with their songs Stay no. and Burn? Uh, uh, Minor Messages did the song I'll Find You. Uh, these are some of the songs that they let you know when you're watching the uh, subtitles. Oh, yeah. It comes um, up. Uh, yeah. So he thinks his dad is a troubleshooter for oil companies. <laughs> okay. Um, the oh, what there, yeah, there was a Dunbar dog stew joke. They, they maybe that's the thing. This movie is like hard, you like they're not great at establishing like what are the character games of some of the things. So sometimes the cue makes bad jokes that fall flat, like about how the food is dog stew, uh, which is complicated. (laughs) (laughs) But so, yeah, I just want to say here is my first note. About Gene Simmons' uh, uh, In Disguise. That guy with the red hair is wearing a fake wig and beard, right? Like, yeah. just right away. <laughs> it's so obvious. You're like, why does he look like this? Why are they wearing Ghostbusters outfits? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is it... Oh, here was a, here's another question for you in this. Do you think 
do you think there was a version, or this is the version, that it was written as a soft parody of the Bond movies? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I could see how it'd be like, I mean, it's more of a like updated, like this ain't your daddy's Bond for the younger gen. It's a CWification of Bond. Right. Before the CW existed, but then it just like really went off the rails and really didn't have anybody there to steer it to be like, no, if you want to make it for young people and they're just like, well, this works. I mean, like, let's just do it this way because of these elements that are popular with young kids are like, just have a young actor and we'll take the touchstones from Bond. Right. But make it 80s-ified. Right. To what young people like, maybe. And then it's like, it just all misses the mark. I just was wondering sometimes, just because like like when the C four drops, it just is oh, like yeah. needless tension, because it's like <laughs> it's a tension that's generated from making a character bad at their job. Yes, which I was like, is that supposed to be a a soft didn't f- hit Bond joke? But then I was like, no, I think it's just an extender like idea like you know they had that same kind of joke in a werewolf by night you know like where the the thing was oh wait you didn't see it i yet, didn't but, watch uh, it yet yeah well not to spoil it but spoil yeah away. go nuts yeah no but there's a there's a scene where um they have like a, a thing explosive device to, to blow out a wall and it keeps like he keeps fall it keeps falling off the wall and stuff and he has to go back before it blows up to put it in the wall and, right it's just, it's a weird move in an action movie to do that type of thing. To make yeah. the hero not, not really heroic. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, is the joke going to be he's senile? Like, you know, he can't yeah. do C4? I mean, it fits for the, the Werewolf by Night character or, like, what what the context is. But, like, for this, it's just kind of like, you're supposed to be Bond, man. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, Stargrove, dude. Dude, you're my Stargrove. Uh, yeah, I gotta say Lazenby is my favorite Stargrove, uh, out of all of them. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, the violence in it is shocking sometimes, like every once in a while. Like when they put that hand in someone's left breast pocket or something, and it like snaps off a hand, basically, if you remember that part, and it like bleeds profusely. Yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 it. The violence is odd uh, sometimes, um, and oh wait, is so oh wait no that was Donja's name. Sorry, it, the names got confusing in this to me too. <laughs> they really did, yeah. Uh, uh, they because like I guess it was Vanity's character Donja Deering, maybe. I thought so. Oh yeah, she is okay. So. The t- I so he ends up basically like the dad's dead. Stargrove starts to realize he has a farm in Ojai. Uh, he got an inheritance. They tell him you're not rich, but you'll never be on food stamps. Um, <laughs> uh, this is around time we also get introduced to a barbarian. Like I said, yes. like it's just like they're like now we have this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Straight from the Conan series. Yes. Conan. Yeah. And Conan O'Brien. Um, uh, in the string dance. Exactly. Uh, so what is, what is Vanity's role with the dad? Were they, were they lovers? Were they not? She, she says they weren't. Right. 
But were they not? <laughs> what was she I don't think they else? were. Did she work I for think, the, the company? I think she worked for, yeah. I think she was just another agent. Oh. And they were in the field a lot, but they never did shit together. Although, yeah, I don't know. Wait, who said, or we'll tenderize your butt? Was that Gene Simmons' character? I mean, it sounds like a Gene Simmons character yeah. line because his character is like doing like free jazz poetry, like all of his lines. They're like, you're, yeah. you really can't follow them sometimes. And it's great, actually. They're fun as hell. Yeah. Uh, but it Did doesn't, you, notice- you can't follow shit that he's saying. <laughs> Did you notice uh, somebody drinking Valvoline? At that Love, club? I, I did not, but that totally makes sense. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, th- again, that's the fucking tone stuff you'll get in there where you're just like, okay, I guess we're going to do this now. Um, oh, yeah, wait. Fork over some Ram K, bitch, or we'll tenderize your butt. Wow. Yeah, that was the line. Uh, I don't know what who said that. But it definitely was, uh, yeah, the lines are, I, maybe that was the two underlings. Because there's that weirdness where oh, right. she has, because she's almost getting assaulted again at one point. You're like, oh boy, yeah. don't do this shit. I know. Um, he, We find the weird hidden gun room that <laughs> is a weird move, I just realized. Like, it spins around in that farm. But when it <laughs> spins around, it lets you go into the room that's full of guns. But, yes, but puts three guns on the outside. On the outside, so if you wanted to, <laughs> you could grab some guns. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh, I thought that too." I was like, "Wait a minute, you're giving them an advantage, so they have a gun too." Right, and I guess the so when log- you swing, swing back around, you're right. And the logic could be that if you need three quick, you could stand on the outside, but right. it does seem like it would just be like, oh, I didn't have a gun before, but I guess I can just shoot this gun room with the guns you provided. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so, and the farm blows up pretty quick. He basically loses yep. that part of his inheritance a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and pretty quickly, I just wrote, is he going to bang his dad's lady? Because... Oh, the sexual tension between the oh, two it's of them. There, it's oh. so thick. Oh my god! I'm um, a cloud nine, vanity. Right. <laughs> uh, what the hell does this note? This is the beauty of when I, I sometimes enjoy when it's been a little while since we actually watched the movie because I'll see a note. It makes total sense to me. Oh yeah. Because I wrote, I love. When someone says, yeah, right, as a response in these movies to something. But I don't know why they would say that. But then I wrote, those were just his playthings. Ours was professional. Oh, because, yeah, because he was talking about all the women that his dad hooked up with. And she goes, yeah, those were playthings. Ours was strictly professional. That's why I thought she didn't hook up. Right, because I think Stamos was starting to bother her, and he's his response. Yeah, because like, he's was, like, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you were, yeah. He goes, yeah, right. You were just, yeah, another one of my dad's playthings or something. Right. Uh, wait, and there was a bra conversation. A bra conversation. I wrote bra conversation is just weird. <laughs> I think it might have been. Um, Gene Simmons' character might have. Oh, it might have been like a side Maybe. joke thing. Yeah, uh, if I'm remembering right, but I and I probably am not. But but yeah, there's ter- yeah. like I just wrote like terrible spies don't notice that it's Gene. Um, yep. 
I think why I thought like it feels like when you're watching it, like there were conversations that maybe could have happened between some of these scenes uh, that feel kind of caught like taken out. Uh, so yeah. it's a little hard to follow. Oh yeah, someone's <laughs> drinking gasoline. You're right. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another song. This is Robbie Weaver's "Fire Up the Night." Um, of course. And we don't give a huff about you was the line in maybe "Fire Up the Night." I don't know what a yeah, huff is. We don't give a huff about you. The street where this club was on reminded me of Thunder Alley. Um, That's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. Just and you a, could ride motorcycles inside the club. I mean, it's just like Thunder Alley, man. Anything goes in the middle of Arizona or wherever this movie is. Maybe it's in the Thunder Alley Street, just like in Arizona. Who knows? One of my favorite scenes, though, was where the guy is like, let me see that bike. And he like gets on top of the bike <laughs> and it explodes. <laughs> Old man biker wants to be drunken like dick to this <laughs> bike. And then, yeah, he, he get, he's the one who gets the fucking explosion that destroys him. Um, yeah, I loved that. It was very, he looked like old washed up porn star, like from the seventies, like, uh, you know, (laughs) the frumpy, frumpy dudes who fucked in seventies. Oh yeah. The frumpy dudes who fucked in the seventies, a new book by Jeff Garlock. It is all, it's just a history of all the people who were like, well, we couldn't get Ron Jeremy. Let's get this other schlubby (laughs) dude. (laughs) Um, Shortly after that, because they have like that, that chase, right? Yeah. Where the guys on the motorcycles are chasing them. And then, He's hitting him with an axe, but he's only using like the flat side of the axe. Right. <laughs> Which and then and then the truck runs over one of the biker guys <laughs> and does not stop. Not at all. Not that's at that's all. a truck that's uh hauling some drugs across somewhere. Oh yes. Uh they're like, uh uh-uh. uh. Maybe it's just the maybe it, uh, it's the truck from like Cannonball Run. It just keeps on going, right? Uh, or uh, yeah, there's just uh, huffing Smoky. that, bringing that beer. Uh, is that from Cannonball Run? No, Smoking the Bandit. Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, man, what a movie! I I know we talk. It comes up all the time, but it really is just such a. <laughs> <laughs> there is maybe nothing more calming to my soul than fucking him pulling up and staring at the camera and just like winking. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just puts a smile on my face. Truly does, man. I mean, I'll say this movie would be twenty minutes long if people didn't talk cryptically. Like everyone is talking around what is going on, and if people are just like, "This is happening," let's do this. You'd just be like, "All right, like here, let's go take Ragnar down." Well, there's like, what's this? I, I wrote down a, a quote: "Wash your face, wash your face, bleed, bleed, bleed." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. This I mean, is a really great listing, by the way. Sorry about it. <laughs> just no, like, no. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, people, this is what it's about. I mean, when I typed in face, the sounds in this sink sound like his face should be lacerated. That's what I had for face. When he's getting his face shoved into that sink. Oh, maybe that's that? why. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, because they yeah. were shoving his face. That was pretty hardcore. That was like rolling they were thunder shoving- violence. Dude, it was bad. <laughs> but that's one of the punks said, wash your face, wash your face, bleed, bleed, bleed. That's yeah. what it, yes. That scene and was, there was intense. a whip sound, yeah. Like, because he should be like Jigsaw in The Punisher after yeah. that. Like, it was oh like broken porcelain. Like, he's just bashing his face into a sink. It's uh, basically like on uh, Death Wish Five, 
when she's like, my face is destroyed. And it's just basically just like a few cuts. Yes. You're like, baby, you look fine. Uh, you got to watch Seven and learn about vanity. Um, and oh, not the actress. Not this vanity. So, yes, not this vanity. Yeah. Speaking of another, this is just, were we supposed to think that vanity could be a double agent at any point yeah i think that's what or no that's what it was supposed to be right it was supposed to be that she yeah i thought that was the case no i think now i'm confusing it with another movie that we saw (laughs) where remember because it was um shit what was that other movie where it was like about agents we just recently saw it chain of where (laughs) no where it was like yeah, it might have been a. Actually, it, it was. I think it was a, an Austin pick. It might have been uh, where like they were in that secret layer, and then the lady was like, he was like pissed off at the. Oh, it was. Um, oh my god! Because he was like pretending he was like. I can picture it what was you're Dudikoff. Talking. It was Dudikoff. Remember, chain of it was command. A, then, right? Yeah, chain of command. It was yeah. chain of command. Yes, that's what I'm confusing it. Confusing yeah. it with. I think she wasn't supposed to be a double agent. I think we we're supposed. No, I don't to think, think so. She's a double agent at one point. Right. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I will say, my biggest. The music was very good in this. I thought not the music of the singing, but all of the interstitial like synth chase music. Yeah, no, I I, th- I wrote that down. Uh, yeah, it says when the gun doesn't work and it goes, Bwah. yeah, the chase music in this whole. Oh wait, part- no, I was thinking of something else. Okay, this <laughs> is a really great. <laughs> the oh, chase fuck. music okay. in this this section I, though, was very good. I because here is literally, and this is a good summary of the movie to me. Surprisingly, this whole action scene car chase wasn't terrible. Like no, that was me letting myself know some parts of this like are pretty good, well put together action movie. Like her driving under the semi tractor, I was like, "What great. worked?" That really was well. one of those. That's a canon move where I'm like, they don't. You could tell this was not. Yeah, like now they'd be like, absolutely not. And shout out to I'm blanking on his last name, but Steve. I'm not sure, but the the stunt person from Ninja Three. Uh, I think we just saw a post just passed away uh, uh, oh. recently. Speaking of dangerous, dangerous stunts in canon yeah. films. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, that's the other... I was thinking about canon, actually, when I was watching those 101, like, scariest moments uh, on Shudder, because they were talking about uh, a movie I still haven't watched, but Train to Busan. Um, oh, yeah. And they were, like, talking about how it's like, yeah, you know, you make a movie uh, in another country, and... They're doing it. And like, and you know, we don't do that in America, I think is what the wording. And immediately I was just like, well, <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, maybe uh, an American production might do that if you're uh, <laughs> bringing like, you know, American uh, actors to the Philippines and just, uh, you know, crashing multiple helicopters all the time, our beloved kid. <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah. Uh, how did he escape and end up at Donjus? Yeah, it was they he somehow escaped and it didn't make any sense. Uh Stamos does have a charm. I had to acknowledge that to myself. Yeah. Um, Stamos does. Who was blowing shotgun shells at them? Cause I wrote down because there's the pendant, cause then sh- he gets like beat up. The pendant was a key to the underground layer. Right. Under the bed. 
Right. I said that gunshot weird. Do you think that was a magnet or an incline? Oh, I don't know. Just because, like, I was like, I mean, that's also a convoluted way to get into your. <laughs> I just think that. I mean, think about. Here's the thing. Think about how often you maybe lose a guitar pick. Like, yes. I always have one in my back pocket, and yet I still somehow can't find them and have to buy, like, a 20-pack <laughs> and lose them in a couple months. Exactly. I lose that little coin so quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one stay But it just will- happened to fall, Jeff. Ooh, right in there. It happened to fall right where it needed to go. And luckily, it was the coin that Stamos had already been caressing, like it was Vanity's butt. multiple times (laughs) Um, can we talk about that vanity scene like when they're moving ahead a little bit where they're in hiding and they're being protected Mm -hmm. supposedly being watched and they have this argument and then she just like turns up the heat wow i mean to like seduce him and he's just like i'm too horny to concentrate he's so horny frank he eats two apples he eats two apples, he <laughs> fingers a Coke bottle. Yeah. Oh, he does finger that Coke bottle. It is nauseating. I mean, and I thought when he picked her up that she would slip out of his arms because she was all oiled up in a weird way. She knows that they're being watched, right? They know. She like Maybe she likes that. That's how she gets freaky? She likes, yeah. she likes being voyeured on? Uh, well, that was also the scene where... Uh, where uh, the lyrics for the song that was going say it's it said hiding emotions isn't good for your health. They ain't wrong, you know. It ain't no. Yeah, uh, and get- the editing was so frantic to like build up the the boner, the blood to the boner. It does get a little <laughs> MTV editing. Uh, oh yeah, and there's there. three takes of them falling on the bed. Crazy. Uh, I mean, it's also. I mean, also, again, with, like, you know, a little bit with, like, I guess it's, it was a movie they thought was going to maybe become a franchise, but you're just like, oh, you're, uh, you know, allowing nudity of yourself in this movie. We've yeah. talked about before, when you'll watch a movie, and I know hindsight's twenty twenty, and you might think it's going to be big, and you're like, all right, it's 86, I'm a female actress, like, I have to, like, you know, like, be nude in a scene to like get that next role because it's a shitty industry but you're like you did it for never say like whatever the fuck this movie is <laughs> i want to say that she was in playboy too i won't i'm not sure i think so i can't remember which one of princess protégés i mean there's no getting was. around like she's a smoke show in this fucking oh movie. yeah absolutely um uh and yeah and, i had the biggest crush but yeah. between this and the last dragon and like oh uh, yeah and and it's also to say like Stamos is like a little boy in this scene. Like even like <laughs> right. when they like they're bone they bone and I think he's like, Can we go again? Like it's like, ew. Like show your age there. Like this is freaky. She was in Playboy. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh <laughs> the same issue with Jay Leno. Um <laughs> Hey, you see this? You know this? You see Let's this? Let's see. Yeah, you see this? I'm an issue with Vinny. Not so Vinny, is he? Uh, it was April 19... It's hard to see these. Uh... Oh. It's Car- 1988. Okay. So, right. Yeah. All right. I mean, is Carruthers Gene Simmons's name? The fake name? Yes. That's because I wrote that down. Because the reveal is Carruthers as Ragnar, and you're like, yeah, no shit. Well, yeah, and especially because, like, 
they do a classic like cut back and forth and then the cut back before his big reveal he now has eye makeup on yeah like, <laughs> that, i love that that's such a like like zucker brothers like move where all of a sudden he's just like full makeup and like ha ha and he's like wild i will say sticking too, out it was around it was like right around this time right before the vanity seduction scene that i thought i think it was around here where i like thought they were we were on the wrap-up of the movie I thought so too, yeah. And then I saw there were 38 more minutes to go, <laughs> which was wild. <laughs> and then the vanity part happened. You go, well, hold on here. Yes. Maybe this movie could be longer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what she pronounced, but I I wrote down, look at vanity just hanging out like a smoke show, sometimes pronouncing words odd. Because there weren't just every once in a while she just like oh, yeah. overpronounces a syllable. <laughs> yeah. In, the, in, a, in a classic kind of like actor way. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you don't quite know what this word means, but you're delivering it anyway. And they're like, it's good enough. We're not going to correct. <laughs> yeah. It's vanity. Are you looking at her? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's vanity. Prince was on set being like laughing a little bit, like kind of giggling in the side. That was like, a good no, take. that's a good take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep that take in. I always imagine, yeah, when he's uh, giving advice on set, he just sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote, my God, oh. I hope this breaks into a sex scene song, by the way. But then I want to know, was that vanity singing there? And it isn't. I don't think so. No. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, the sexual game of this is just weird. Uh, that she's doing all this while the army is watching them, and possibly that Gene Simmons was the one who set up this idea. Yeah, he wanted them to, so that way it'd make it even more. He wanted them to have more of a connection, so it hurt even more when he took it away. Right. <laughs> I will. I forgot that I wrote down that I was getting whiplash from the edits. <laughs> it was so bad. It was like literally like just somebody learned iMovie and how you could yes. chop it up and it's just like Ugh, and then you, you realize the beat of the song you realize it's hard to cut off a couple frames in iMovie yes. like it's not a great editing tool uh, right to do fine tuning i also my ears were getting blown out from the sax uh, oh yeah and there were a couple notes that were very off in like a free jazz <laughs> sort of way right uh lots of stamos nipple work also going in. oh yeah uh, really want to know what they're chit-chatting about while that saxophone is fucking blowing your ears out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I laughed out loud when Gene Simmons yelled, I'm Ragnar! <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, another 80s commentary, by the way, Jeff. Uh, so when they're captured and John, John Stamos, sarcast- his character Stargrove, sarcastically says... Um, like, don't judge them. They're a victim of a tough world. Yeah, was that meaning supposed like, to be sarcastic? Like, it's supposed to be sarcastic, meaning like how it's how not their fault. Say, they're victims of not, a tough society. <laughs> exactly. The reason why people commit crime is because of their circumstances. And he's saying it. It's in that '80s Reagan thing, being like, "Whatever, everybody has a chance. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Get them boots. Get them Doc Martin bootstraps and just pull them up." Yeah, I wrote that down. Then just wrote pro ellipses punk. No, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> no. I did love that. Yeah, they shoved in a nice little republicanism. Uh, that 
that's the thing is like Stamos, as charming as he is, he was too young to pull off any of the like sarcasm, the sarcasm of like a Bond, like a dry sarcasm. Yeah. It it makes you like, it makes you appreciate Bond again. It makes you appreciate how those lines are delivered. Yeah. And that even when they're kind of crappy and cheesy, that there's a <laughs> swagger that comes across in a Bond exactly. film. Exactly. Uh there is no swagger for this kid. There's not any moment that you think he should be taking over for his father. No. Like and he convinces you that he's going to be the next like feels like he's falling half ass into a lot of stuff. It, uh, yeah, exactly. And he's so whiny to vanity. Yes. And such a like petulant child to vanity that there's no suaveness. And like, I I get it. They planned for a whole series. Yeah. Where I'm sure by movie three, he's finally got it together and he's really suave as fuck. But it's like, there's no, he's charming, but the character isn't charming. It is the hard part. And, you know, I look, maybe we would fuck it up as well trying to start some new idea. But that's like a big thing that'll happen. And I almost like feel like I can't, of course, think of any examples right now, but would love to make a list of like the movies that are trying to start a franchise, but don't give you enough of the second movie in the first movie. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, but no, let me get to the fun stuff. Like, like the Kingsman worked pretty well where you're like, it felt yeah. like halfway through where you're like, oh, now he's going to start kicking some ass. Right. You can't wait until the end of the third act and then be like, yeah, and if you give us some more money, then you'll see the thing that we're promising you, which yeah. is him like as Bond. Because instead, yeah, you're getting whiny uh, Bond. <laughs> and whiny Bond who also maybe can fight but not completely, but mostly falls in half-ass into solving things. And then every once in a while, they really commando-style destroy a whole town. Um, and really, it's Q that's helping him out. His Q, Cliff, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's what it was, that the gun set, like when it he tried to fire it the first time. Yes. And it did a literal... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and those, again, those moments where you're like, wait, is it supposed to be a parody? I don't think so. You're just like trying to have your cake and eat it too, which is the canon thing sometimes too. Just like, let's do oh, yeah. it all. Um, and then, yeah, I was so worried that Fire Blaster was going to blow them all up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then, yeah, the inter... This is, like, where, like... So, they're, like, basically, like, on top of the... They've they've got the disc. Dam. They're on yeah. top of the damn dam. And they're trying to stop the uh, countdown from going off that will put poison into the water. And then Ragnar will get money. This is where we get Robert England, by the way, who's the scientist that's helping out with right. this. Who seems- where I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, seems to also just like his characters has a science boner, maybe. Yes. Like he's just like, that's mainly what he does. He's like, this is going to be awesome. Right. He's kind of a blink and you'll miss it. Like you kind of don't recognize it. Like, cause he's always sitting down too. And he might be like one of, uh, Ragnar's like sex things too. Maybe. maybe. Right. But again, because that idea seems to be late in the game of the script, none of that is really... He's a highly unsexual being. Like, not in that he's not sexy, but, like, it's not much of a... Again, it's not much of a plot thing. It's not really about... Uh, 
the 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 sex that Ragnar has is like not, not a part of it. Like yeah. uh, like physical sex, like literal, like it just doesn't come up because the the dialogue of Ragnar is mostly about either kind of like fuck the world, piss piss on the world, or again this kind of free beat like fucking Lower East Side jazz club, but with half ass swearing kind of speech where you're like, okay, I don't know exactly Wearing the, what like, we're talking Madonna-like, about. Madonna like you know bra, right, right, and then the the cod piece, right. And again, it's only when we get to that damn damn when he's like, I'm female and male. I'm better than you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm then the it, best of both. Yeah. And then it's like, you're only half of each. I'm a whole man. Ugh. Which was great. And I just wrote. And then also, he bites I wrote, his tits? Yeah. I don't and know then he bites it. A lot of weird nipple stuff again. I told you. Like, just Man. nipples work in this. Uh, even that line is like, you're. it's like problematic and you're like. I was like, wait, what? Questionable math, how it's delivered? It's it's like, it's the uh, uh, problematic intersex version of the Die Hard with a Vengeance water problem, where you're like watching the jugs pour, and you're like, wait, I don't understand what I'm exactly (laughs) doing. How does this work out? Um, And yeah, I I really just kept writing the the, the intersex angle is so weird. Like I just kept writing it over and over because it was just like not a thing. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything other than than make intersex people or even transgender people uh, the weird one. Yeah, that's all it does. I mean, like, really, you could have just had Gene because I even wrote down. I said Gene Simmons is basically the Joker in this. Like, he could have played the Joker in the eighties. Gene Simmons just don't need off. anything like, extra to be the weird you one. You don't. Like all you need is Gene Simmons just being Gene. wild and crazy and like you don't need the like what they considered at the time quote unquote sexual perversion. You know what I mean? Like it's It seems to have as much knowledge as it has about punk culture as it yes. has about queer culture, intersex yes. culture, etc. Like it's just a, a hat they threw on something. Yes, exactly, because uh, they're like, this will make it even weirder, and yes. that's what it felt like. Uh, I will say, my I watched, I think, on Roku, and there were no commercials until literally the fight. All of a sudden, that was oh, like, wow. out of nowhere, this is like it decided to show me a commercial. I was like, all right, that's fine. Um, all I just keep seeing were commercials for Prop 29. <laughs> oh, boy, cannot stop. Can't wait for it to be over, these fucking commercials. Oh, yeah. I voted. Hey, man, I voted, too. Got it out there, Yee. brother. Um <laughs> Rock the vote. You know what the Cannon Bros say? comes out, it'll be done. Yeah. You know what the Cannon Bros say? Uh, uh, being weird about uh, mail-in voting is weird. Like, I'm constantly just like, why would you be against why? us, you dumbasses? Uh, and also, by the way, we don't need to know why you're against it. You're, you're, no, yeah, we don't. You're, you're, you're a fraud, yeah. <laughs> they're all there. Fraud, Your theory no, no, no. is flawed yeah, and based vote. on nothing. Um, yep. Uh, but hey, man, hammer attacks happen every day. What are we going to say? Sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I we definitely saw the wires when Stargrove is thrown over the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was yeah. like you're watching someone. <laughs> it was like Peter Pan. Yeah. The <laughs> it's like when you take a, 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 a gymnast class and you do yep. that first flip and then they're like, oh, fuck. All right. We can't get those out. I guess he's just going to have those. Um, uh, and so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you see, you're never too young to die. <laughs> yep, then we got the title. <laughs> uh, 
And he bugs bunnies him basically, or does like an old cartoon trick to to like trick him to be like, oh, how beautiful you are. Gotta say, the first time that Stamos really kind of like lived up to his thing because you know those baby blues. They're going to yeah. convince anyone of anything, honestly. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. You get those Stamos blues, baby. Uh, but that was the first time that Stamos uses his gymnastic shit, um, yep. basically. And then, so, this is me being a real pain in the ass. But, so basically, they've got a countdown. It's on the computer. And they need to stop the countdown from releasing the poison. So, the end-up plan is... He throws the computer briefcase in the air and then throws the fire missile thing, and that makes it explode. Yes. Maybe there's a super villain Q computer person who could tell me I'm completely wrong on this, but in my mind, and I guess this is just a part of how it works in Bond too, so maybe I'm just questioning the entire like kind of spy genre. In my mind, the computer program is already running. Yeah, there's no way to really stop it. You, the, if you were to design it right, right. If you're, yeah. if you're, if the whole thing is that you can stop it by typing in the code, that will then send the signal that stops the running program. But by destroying the computer, it's yeah, not like a signal was then sent out. It's not like, like a physical. Like, there's, like, a fucking hamster running in there, like, on a wheel. Well, it's like when you send an email, and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to send that email, and you destroy your computer. <laughs> right. That's exactly <laughs> so, what it is. Right. When like, you, ah, that took care of it. <laughs> thank you. you. You summed it up. That's what it is. You're watching it. It's basically, they needed to send an email out. They sent the email, and then they go, oh, no, let me destroy the computer. That is... <laughs> That's my biggest problem where I was like, well, no, you didn't solve the problem, but whatever. They solved the problem. Yeah. There's no poison. Um, uh, and then basically the CIA, whatever this agency is, is just like, maybe we'll hire you for some little assignments, <laughs> which great. Junior. Sure. Yeah. It's setting up like the franchise, but also my gut reaction was just like, no, don't do that. Like, don't give him any assignments. He needs more training. <laughs> like, come oh, on. Oh, but he's Stargrove. He's got the Stargrove blood. I thought he actually was going to leave her, and I was like, what a jerk. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Doesn't he say, like, bye, sweetheart. Thanks for everything. And just goes, bah, 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 and then, like, comes back around, and she's like, hey. I mean, it jerk. is nice that anti-Cobra, uh, they actually give him a car. Like, it's That's not true. like in Cobra where they're like, sorry, Cobra, Eddie, we can't do that. We just told you you can get anything you want. Um, uh, and yet I got confused. My last confusion of the movie, besides as the last line I wrote was, did any of the musicians in this movie actually do any songs? Um, so I guess, I, I mean, I, I know it should have been clear, but maybe that was just part of it. Vanity is suggesting that he's maybe not dead. Like yeah, because she goes, she goes. You know, we never did really see the body, right? Which felt like an add-on. Yes, like an ADR thing. And he's like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, what? You don't want to confirm that this guy who tried to poison the water and tried to kill you and yeah. everyone you love and killed your father is dead. 
it no, does feel like an add-on and that's a lot of this way it feels like they'd be like oh fuck we we fucked up something we were too cryptic we should add on this we should add on that jeff he was gonna return in the sixth film yeah it's gonna be a big reveal man yeah i can't wait for that six star grove film to come out oh. man it's gonna be awesome ryan johnson's gonna direct it <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then people are gonna be pissed off about pissed it on the about internet it. some people love it or hate it yeah yeah um man yeah Never Too Young to Die. Uh, it is all over the place like a canon film. It is uh, problematic in certain ways, like big plot points, and needlessly <laughs> so like a canon film. It has Gene Simmons in Chuck Norris cosplay. <laughs> um, it has a soundtrack that alternates between this is the worst song and wow this is pretty good like cheap sounding synth music (laughs) much like a canon film so then you buy the soundtrack you're like what am i doing with this soundtrack (laughs) um uh uh markets itself in multiple ways hoping it could get any audience um and uh even the fact that it's like trying to start a new franchise but wants to use some of the traits of a different franchise feels like a canon move. It's like, we can't do Bond. We're going to do our own Bond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a. But that being said, it's also kind of a fun watch. Like, I didn't have an yeah, issue I think it's, like, you know, watching it. Yeah. I think if you're a canon fan or you like kind of movies of this kind of quality i think it's definitely a fun watch yeah it's uh it definitely is like if it's like playing on tubi or you gotta watch you it, gotta yeah. tubi that it's just like you having a, a couple of drinks or uh you know a vice of your choice it's like one of those that you're like this is fun yeah gene simmons is going for it that's really the biggest oh, yeah. thing in there but i mean it ain't a canon but i mean this our canon scale frank one to ten cannons how canon is this non-canon movie 8.5 i'm gonna go 8.52 it's very high up there it's very high up there if it's great job with this choice yeah seriously uh uh, joshua great job with this choice you you get it i that's the other part we've said this before uh really appreciate our patreon members getting it um you know it makes us feel uh, like uh, we uh, know what we're doing and conveying what the tone of this fucking podcast you is. You get it. You get you it. You get it, people. But yeah, uh, thank you uh, for picking that movie. Uh, and people, thank you for listening to us. Uh, Frank, where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Canon Canon. Second Canon is one in. Exactly. And uh, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon. You want to pick a movie for us to watch? Go there and also get some bonus extras. You can go get a t-shirt too at Public. We got it all up there, people. But until next week, I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia-Hale. This is The, the Canon. Canon. Stargrove, 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 Oh, we didn't mention Gene Simmons' gross tongue.